It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> I never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's going on, Redskins fans? Good to have you aboard with us. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast, a rare Saturday night into Sunday morning recording and debut of this podcast and this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, because of course, in case you're not aware, not only is it episode number 150 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, but the Redskins played a game. That's right. They played a game and they lost. 25 to 16 in Nashville, Tennessee against the Tennessee Titans who improved to 9 and 6. The Redskins dropped to 7 and 8. I am Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. Uh, whatever you might celebrate, happy holidays, happy new year. Uh, and we know many people are in and about not working normal schedules. You guys get to have fun. Um, we have to kind of put the Redskins through the meat grinder, uh, if you will, over the next week for a game that probably will ultimately mean nothing. But as we record this, the Redskins technically still have uh, an outside, outside, outside possibility of making the NFL playoffs. Um, Of course, the NFC East is out the window here. But, you know, the bottom line is, is they still have an outside, outside chance, depending on what happens on Sunday. And, of course, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, they may not have that chance. But right now, as we record this on Saturday night after the 25-16 loss uh, to the Tennessee Titans, they still do have a chance. Coming up in this episode, we'll hear from a feisty, as always, DJ Swearinger uh, from the Redskins locker room. Uh, 
on Saturday as he caught up with reporters. But I wanted to get into a rundown of the game. Listen, the Redskins did a lot of good things in this game. Don't let the final score, don't let the ultimate result say, well, they didn't play hard, they weren't in it, they didn't have a chance to win. They ultimately did, and they played hard, and they had a chance to win, and all of that. Uh, Just as usual, um, they made too many mistakes. They shot themselves in the foot way too many times, and that is kind of symbolic of a team that is way undermanned and a team that quite honestly doesn't practice a whole lot because Jay Gruden and whether this is right or wrong puts a high value on taking care of his guys and making sure his guys are as fresh as possible especially late in the year gives them you know extra time off changes around the work schedule changes around Again, short week. The Redskins really only had one full practice this week. We understand there's NFL collective bargaining rules, but the bottom line is is Jay Gruden does everything he can to not run these guys into the ground during the week so that they're fresher on Saturday and or Sundays normally, uh, and on in this case Saturday. And it showed. It looked like the Redskins had some plenty of juice in their legs, including Josh Johnson, most notably Adrian Peterson, who was on a mission, uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Norman at times, uh, Mason Foster, um, you know, so it showed. So I'll give credit to Jay Gruden in that regard. Uh, again, maybe easing off these guys certainly helped an inspired effort today. Don't let the, again, final score, you know, kind of be indicative of where this game was at because the Tennessee Titans scored their final six points. Uh, it was 19-16 on a 56-yard interception returned by Malcolm Butler, the former Patriots Super Bowl hero, on the final play of the game, which the Redskins took over the ball at, I think, the six-second mark. Uh, and uh, after a, a force on downs and a punt, and after a key interception, which we're going to get to, and basically Josh Johnson was just trying to make a play. Butler returned it. Uh, what's interesting, though, is, as many of you might know, the Redskins at one point opened 10.5 dogs. Uh, I think the line got down to 10. We had them uh, at 10. In our last podcast episode, uh, we thought the Redskins would hang in there and cover the 10, and surely enough, they did because they didn't even get the push because of a new NFL rule where if the extra point is insignificant as time has expired, you don't have to kick the extra point. So for those of you that had the Redskins plus the 10, like me, (laughs) you win. That's right, because you would have pushed with the extra point, but... Uh, so the Redskins do cover the 10 for whatever it's worth, but again, they lose 25 to 16. All right, let's get a couple of things in here and start going through this game. We'll take the game from reverse, the most controversial uh, part of it and play, and that is an interception by Josh Johnson. And I don't even say it's controversial necessarily. It was just a bad throw, a bad decision, uh, Looks like a bad route from Josh Doxson. Either he gives up on it or he's timid going into the hole. Either way, I didn't think the throw was close. It was sailed high uh, and a little bit wide. I don't think it's 100% on Josh Doxson. I think certainly a good deal of it has to go on Josh Johnson. What I'm kind of curious about is 
Josh Johnson has, and this is a third down, and I believe it was a third down and seven. Josh Johnson has a blitz coming right in his face from the right side of the defense, from the left side of the offensive line. Basically coming kind of up the B gap is what I would say. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Doesn't matter. You get the point. And it's coming right in his face. To me, and I believe Jay Gruden alluded to this in his postgame meeting with reporters, he's supposed to probably go to the right side or the middle of the football field for a hot read or a, a dump or, or something of that nature. Because what you don't want to do when a blitz is coming right at you, especially from one side and not up the middle, is you don't want to go right into the heart and the teeth of the blitz and the man who is trying to stare you down a gun barrel, which is exactly and essentially what Josh Johnson did. Okay, so whether Doxon ran a good route or not, maybe he wasn't expecting it. Maybe he is under the impression that the hot route is supposed to go to the right or the middle and not to the left, which is where Doxon was lined up and ran his route. Maybe that's why he kind of alligator arms the route and alligator legs, for that matter, the route. The bottom line is, is that's what happened. We'll hear from Josh Josh, uh, Josh Doxon uh, later on in the week and get his interpretation of what happened on that particular and, and ultimately killer interception because the Redskins were moving the football pretty darn well. And they were only, again, down by three points and they were moving it into position with Jarrell Casey hurt. The Redskins had an opportunity there to, at the very minimum, get into field goal position to tie it up. And when you make that kind of mistake, and again, it, it is understandable uh, Johnson, again, you know, great quarterbacks make that kind of mistake, right? Nobody would confuse Josh Johnson uh, as a great quarterback, obviously. But it's a third and three, and they're at the Tennessee 44-yard line. Now, again, that's not field goal position from the line of scrimmage where they could have connected on the pass, certainly would have been, but it also would have been a first down because it was inside the Tennessee 30. Uh, maybe it would have been right around the 30, depending on where exactly Doxon would have caught the ball. The point of the matter is the Redskins come up short and would have been in field goal position at the very minimum if they make a completion on that and don't turn the ball over there. And ultimately, Kevin Byard uh, intercepts it. And the game, again, it wasn't totally over because the Redskins... Uh, you know, were able, uh, after that interception, the Redskins were able to use their final couple of timeouts. Um, for whatever reason, Tennessee used a timeout uh, to stop the clock, uh, and the Redskins were able to, again, force a punt and get the ball back at their own 15-yard line with 20 seconds left to go, and then ultimately ran a couple of plays, won a deep incompletion, and then the final one, again intended for Doxon, uh, for the interception by Butler. So ultimately, nuts and bolts, that was the football game. Again, needing one completion to get a first down, needing about 15 yards to get into field goal positioning, uh, and the Redskins could do neither. So the Redskins lose 25-16 to 16. when we come back. Here on episode number 150 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will talk about Adrian Peterson's big day, Jay Gruden and what he did, the defense, some good, some bad, little special teams. We'll kind of wrap that up. We'll let you hear from DJ Swearinger as well. That's all still to come on a special 
edition 150, number 150 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Great to have you with us again. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, unfortunately, the Redskins leave a big chunk of coal underneath the chimney. We're coming back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania 9 That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-09, russellmania 9 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. All right, but first, guys, let me tell you about our friends at Action Heat. Yeah, this episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast brought to you by Action Heat. Make the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. It's engineered safely. Think about it as a heated car seat. Temperatures reaching up to 135 degrees. It is perfect for anybody on your holiday gift list. Great for anybody that works outdoors, construction, skiers, snowboarders, people that go to football games, right? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't like football to at least some degree. Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth, comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. Available in men's and women's. Uh, multiple sizes, of course, so get with it now. Man, heated products that fit everyone's budget at just 39 starting at just $39.99. But we have a special offer for you guys, Locked On Redskins listeners, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on. Or use the coupon code Locked On at checkout to save 20% with Locked On and Action Heat. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is, again, episode number 150 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Unfortunately, the Redskins lose 25-16 to 16 
Unfortunately, they are 7-8, and eight, and unfortunately it looks like their season is pretty much over in terms of playoff hopes. But again, uh, they do have a chance to improve at least to 8-8 eight and eight and finish the year at 500 and go into the offseason that way. And it'll be an offseason of a lot of intrigue and a lot of question, especially in that first week, as there always is for teams that don't make the playoffs and even some that do make the playoffs. Again, the Tennessee Titans won a playoff game last year and still fired their head coach, leading to Mike Vrabel as their new head coach. And um, let's start with this. Adrian Peterson uh, of the Washington Redskins, again, wasn't even here wasn't even with the Redskins until week three of the preseason. And again, that's four weeks into training camp or into the football calendar, if you will. No team, including the Redskins, wanted him. They had to lose Darius Geis to a torn ACL in the first preseason game and Samaj P. Ryan, who can't even get off the bed, who can't even get active in his second year. They had to lose Samaj P. Ryan to a rolled ankle before they went out and brought in Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, 26 carries, 119 yards, a long of 13. He did everything pretty much imaginable to try and give his team a chance to win. He wanted this so bad, he wanted to keep proving that everyone was wrong and the Redskins were right, ultimately. And ultimately, he has done that, right? I mean, Adrian Peterson goes... Well, first, a couple of accolades. Number one, he passes Eric Dickerson for eighth place on the NFL's all-time rushing list. That's number one. Number two, he becomes the 12th player in Redskins history to rush for over 1,000 yards, the first to do it since Alfred Morris in 2014, which was Jay Gruden's first year. It's his eighth career 1,000-yard-plus season. By the way, the 12 Redskins that have run for 1,000 yards in a season, Terry Allen a couple of times, Liddell Betts, Reggie Brooks, Larry Brown a couple of times, Ernest Biner a couple of times, Stephen Davis three times, Alfred Morris three times, Clinton Portis four times, John Riggins four times, George Rogers twice, and Mike Thomas. So, and then, of course, Adrian Peterson. Will he be back next year? I mean, you'd have to think so, but of course, he's a free agent. I'd like to think that he wants to be here. But who knows? Um, so Adrian Peterson did everything he could. He was fantastic. Twisting, spinning, uh, lower in the boom, just jump cuts, inside zone, outside zone. Everything that you could possibly ask for Adrian Peterson to do, he did today or on Saturday, and he has really done throughout the entire year. So congratulations to Adrian Peterson. Uh, he's been nothing but a model citizen here. I know he's got a dark past um, of, of in, off-field incidents, uh, but he has been nothing but a leader and a uh, really bright, bright light in that Redskins locker room and organization uh, in the midst of a year that ultimately is going to be dismal at the end, quite honestly. Um, so that was one thing that I wanted to get to. A couple of other things that I wanted to get to. Michael Floyd had a touchdown uh, and it was a it was a jet sweep fake. Um, it wasn't a fake. It was a jet sweep motion from right to left and a swing to the left flat. And he caught it, and then he dragged the defender, uh, Dory Jackson, in. That touchdown completed a 17-play, 93-yard, 10-minute and 58-second drive for the Redskins. Again, it culminated in a touchdown. Last week, they had some really long drives, and it led to field goals. 
This week, a 17-play, 93-yard drive, and again, just shy of 11 minutes. It's the second longest drive and scoring drive in the NFL this year, and ultimately, it was brilliant. It gave the Redskins a 10-6 lead. They had a 10-9 lead at the half, ultimately, and again, played reasonably well. Um, the problem is Michael Floyd ultimately had a huge, huge drop, a huge drop, uh, in just a big money spot when the Redskins absolutely needed him, unfortunately, to step up the most um, because the throw was there and the decision was there and the play was there and everything was there. And ultimately, the Redskins just did not get what they absolutely needed. Uh, it did set up a 40-yard field goal from Dustin Hopkins to give the Redskins a 13-9 lead. But again, they were up 10-9 when this happened, when the drop clear, he had it in his hands, he brought it down towards his waist and then dropped it as he was hit. The Redskins go up again 13-9 with the 40-yard field goal from Hopkins on this particular play, and that's fine. The problem is that the Redskins could have been up, could have been up, assuming that they get a first and goal at the five-yard line and then they punch it in for a touchdown, they could have been up 17-9. to Now, ultimately, again, the final score is 25-6. I got it. But nobody can dispute that the Redskins did not blow an opportunity there because, again, Josh, uh, Michael Floyd did not make the catch that he absolutely needed to make. It was a great throw by Josh Johnson. And really, on the next play, another catchable ball, um, a contested catchable ball, let's just label it as that, to Jamison Crowder, and ultimately the Redskins had to settle for that 40-yard field goal by Dustin Hopkins. So that basically puts a kind of a bow on the Redskins offense in a nutshell. And obviously we're skipping through some things just because I don't want to run too long on time, but I wanted to get to this just in a couple of minutes here that we have left in this segment. And then we'll get to DJ Swearinger on the other side. Listen, the good for the defense, the good for the defense is guys like Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen had a sack. He ultimately had the sack that knocked out Marcus Mariota for this game, and who knows, maybe for the season. Um, Blaine Gabbard, of course, as you know, if you watch the game, uh, took over late in the first half, led the Titans or finished up a field goal scoring drive to make it 10-9, and then played the entire second half, and ultimately did lead the go-ahead and game-winning touchdown drive for the Tennessee Titans and did throw a two-yard touchdown pass. But ultimately, the defense was pretty good. Pretty good. Not great. Pretty good, uh, except for a couple of key things, which we'll get to in just a little bit. 291 yards of total offense allowed to the Tennessee Titans. Again, that's pretty good. That's, uh, you know, very good. Uh, ultimately, 99 yards rushing. That's their best rushing defense performance uh, in a while. Derrick Henry, as good as he was at times, and especially on that game-winning drive, only 84 yards on 21 attempts. The Redskins did what they absolutely needed to do, and that is bottle up, for the most part, Derrick Henry. Again, sure, he averaged... You know, a little over four yards. I, I got it. I understand. That's going to happen. Uh, you cannot criticize the Redskins' run defense in any particular spot for that. The problem is, is the Redskins committed some huge, huge penalties, especially a couple on third down that extended drives, and we're going to get to that as well. One, 
came as a result, I guess, of playing too aggressively and too tight coverage, which we're going to allow DJ Swearinger to kind of explain. So we'll do that next. Take a quick timeout. Again, the Redskins defense played well at times, but not anywhere near enough when they absolutely had to and, again, took a couple of critical penalties. That's next, uh, DJ Swearinger and uh, kind of an analysis of where the defense went wrong here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is a special edition, episode number 150. The Redskins lose 25-16. to 16. I'm Chris Russell. Don't forget, check me out at WrestleMania621 at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well, at Locked Redskins. And for all your NFL news, notes, fantasy matchups, injuries, in-game updates, and quotes, make sure you check out all of our correspondents contributing to at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net. We're back in a flash here, episode number 150 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 150. The Redskins lose 25 to 16. I'm Chris Russell. So wrapping this up, the Redskins, again, did a pretty good job overall on Derrick Henry. Knocked out Marcus Mariota. You can't ask for much more than that, right? They did the two big things that they ultimately needed to do. They held Tennessee to field goals. They did what they had to do, except on two big drives. We'll get to one in a sec, but on the go-ahead and ultimately game-winning drive, they let Blaine Gabbard on a first down play action throw a 35-yard completion catch and run to Taiwan Taylor uh, that gets that series started all the way down to the Washington 40-yard line. And then, you know, just when you think you're getting off the field on a third and seven incomplete comes the flag, Fabian Moreau whistled for illegal contact. Some Redskins fans had a problem. They don't know what they're talking about. It was clear. I, I mean, the only thing I can dispute is whether it happened before the throw or after the throw. They never showed a replay uh, to show it and time it up. Doesn't matter. It was either holding defensive pass interference or illegal contact. They called the illegal contact, and Fabian Moreau uh, denied the Redskins the opportunity to get off the field, quite honestly, uh, on a route. Again, Tywan Taylor drawing the foul. Uh, and extending that drive when the Redskins should have been off. Now, the Redskins were playing pretty tight coverage. They went on ultimately to allow Derrick Henry uh, to rip off eight gains of eight. Um, another big one down to the Washington 18, another twisting, rumbling run inside the five-yard line, and then ultimately gave up the play-action boot touchdown with four and a half minutes left to put Tennessee ahead to Michael Pruitt. Uh, but the bottom line is, is, if you don't have that third and seven incompletion, again, which would have forced a very long field goal or a short punt or a long fourth down attempt, the Redskins are probably off the field and they don't give up those seven points uh, there. So that penalty is ultimately the dagger blow after the game. DJ Swearinger meeting with reporters in the Redskins locker room, and he was not happy with defensive coordinator Greg Minuski, even though, even though, 
player made the mistake. Here's DJ Swearinger. Just what happened on that drive there? You guys are playing so well the afternoon. Yeah. I feel like we got. We should have been more aggressive. I feel like on the third down and six, third down and seven, we're playing a backup quarterback. Why would you put us in man to man? You know why? Why not get our? We are. We are our best on defense when we look at the quarterback. When you go one high on a backup quarterback, that's easy, man. They gonna go backside every time. You feel me? Like. You know what I'm saying? It's a bad call. I think that was a horrible call. But I feel like you don't put you don't put Fabian in that situation and a backup quarterback. Regardless of the call, yeah, the ball was overthrown. But I feel like, man, if we look at the quarterback with all this talent we got in the back end, man, we dominate every team every week. Man, but I'm not the D coordinator, bro. So, but you know, we didn't make the plays. I guess we didn't make the plays. There's plenty of players out there to make, so we didn't make the plays to win the game. DJ, has that been the source of your frustration for a while, man? Uh, yeah, it's been my frustration a lot, man. You know, um, you know I, I'm not giving no excuses on you know my play. You know, I've missed a few tackles, but I feel like with a lot of with a lot of these playmakers we got on the team, man, I feel like you know you should you should you should try to get your players involved, man. You know. We got a lot of talent on this team, man. You know, when I look at film or other teams, man, you know, I always see nickels blitzing. I always see safeties blitzing. Um, we was down, and we, that's the that's the first time we sent the blitz. You know, so man, it's, it's frustrating. You know, you know, I don't know what to say about it, but you know, I, I, I think with the playmakers we got on defense, man, there's no way we should have lost this game. Felt like we was the better team, and um, I felt like we could have. Been in a better, better, and a better call on that third down, man. Just being 100. Did you see the penalty with Fabian? Did you have any sort of on that? Um, I know he had his hands up. He said he barely touched him. But like I said, man, in that type of situation, man, you got a backup quarterback, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call man to man to make it easy for him. He hadn't practiced all week, so disguise his zone and let him throw the ball right to us. He just had threw the ball right to us. The third down before that, we just didn't make the play. That's why I said, you know, we didn't make the plays, you know, that we needed to. All right, that's DJ Swearinger after the game in the Redskins locker room, obviously upset as he normally is. DJ Swearinger does not handle losing very well. He's very honest, very critical, very blunt, and a lot of people like that, and some people don't like it. I can tell you this, there's people in the NFL that don't really like it and think he's not going to be here next year. It kind of, of course, depends on need and what they can get and so on and so forth, so we'll have to see uh, what happens with that regard. I, I don't think the Redskins are in a position to be sacrificing talent quite honestly, and DJ Swearinger, while not perfect, is clearly their best uh, safety because it's hard to imagine HaHa Clinton Dix uh, being here as a free agent unless there's absolutely no interest in him and he decides to come back to a team that traded for him. Now, um, the one big problem I had also with the Redskins' defense is they were jumping off sides uh, on Marcus Mariota's hard counts, even Gabbert on the first drive. Uh, for Tennessee on the game after Dustin Hopkins nails a 50-yard field goal. On the first drive, right, they give up a couple of big plays. Mention Taylor again, 15 yards on a play action. Uh, Henry, five-yard run, a seven-yard run, an RPO to Corey Davis for seven, uh, I'm sorry, for 11 yards on a slant. Um, They made some big plays. Pernell McPhee, 
Mason Foster with a great pass breakup. McPhee blowing up a run to Deion Lewis for a one-yard loss. Yet on third and 11, the very next play, he jumps on a hard count, and they call him for encroachment. Uh, you know, there was some dispute whether the left tackle Taylor Luan uh, drew him offsides. They call it on Pernell McPhee, and a third and 11 goes to a third and six. And the next thing you know, Mar- Marcus Mariota scrambles for a first down, and he's absolutely, Preston Smith's got a hand on him in the backfield. Then Zach Brown uh, and Matt Ioannidis have him corralled in the backfield. He spins away from them. It would have been, again, a sack, run, loss, whatever. Uh, and the Redskins would have gotten the ball back. Uh, because I don't even think they were in field goal position. Maybe they were. It would have been a long field goal. I have to go back and double check. But the point of the matter is, is they wouldn't have given up seven. They would have given up at worst three and maybe not even that. And ultimately, uh, then there was a jet sweep flip uh, and Henry with another run down inside the Redskins five yard line. And then ultimately, Clinton Dix not able to make the tackle and save the day on Derrick Henry as he went in off the left side for the touchdown. Uh, and the Redskins again were down seven to three. So those those are the two huge problems with the Redskins defense, the first drive and then that final big drive. They did make one more stop after uh, the go-ahead touchdown, but it was too little, uh, too late. So you heard from DJ Swearinger. Uh, my thoughts on the game. Special teams, Dustin Hopkins was really good. They did allow one long kick return, one long punt return, uh, but it really didn't hurt them ultimately. Special teams was okay. It was fine. and It, it wasn't you know great. It, it wasn't bad by any means. Uh, it was fun and again you know people are going to want to blame Jay Gruden for everything or Greg Minuski for everything the bottom line is his players have to play and nobody nobody teaches Fabian Moreau to make that kind of mistake and the Redskins penalties on offense ultimately just a dagger 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 in addition the Redskins penalties on defense especially in a couple of key third down situations which we talked about with McPhee on that first drive um, just cannot have that period end of story for a team that has no margin for error all right that's going to do it for us right here on a special edition of the locked on redskins podcast episode number 150 we'll be back with 151 as soon as we can um might not be until monday quite honestly at some point we'll figure that out as we go along because we're trying to wait for official confirmation of whether or not the Redskins have anything at all to play for against the Philadelphia Eagles in the regular season finale at FedEx Field next Sunday. For now, I'm Chris Russell. Again, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure you tell a friend uh, and make sure you keep coming back here. And subscribe via iTunes, uh, Player FM, Megaphone, Google Play, all the different places that you can get uh, the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas uh, to everybody out there despite the loss. Thanks, as always, for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.